You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Partigan and Stapes invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He is my work wife, James Hardigan. Where the fuck I am? <laughs> it was nice being in London for a minute, but honestly, I drank so much I remembered why I left or or I, or I don't remember. I don't get this because surely everything in London is more expensive than it is in LA. So why do you drink more when you're in London? Well, because I'm like alone. Oh, oh, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, no it doesn't. I, but it's quite it's accurate, a, I'm sure. But it's also, I don't know, it's just so much more accessible in Lon- London. It's just like more acceptable to like start drinking when you get out of work at five o'clock in the afternoon. Anyway, <laughs> oh, that's for that's for a different hour long session later in the week. Coming up on today's show, W Coop is W finished and we have a W winner. Okay, some, something like that. Yeah, I'd abandon that one if I were you. <laughs> We've also got platinum passes for your asses. Today we are talking all things platinum pass. Past winners, present winners, future winners, dot, dot, dot. Stick around for the State of the Union where we're at for all the passes, plus the rest of the details on how not one, but two of your podcast listener asses can win platinum passes. Yeah. I just want to make one uh, thing absolutely clear, Joe. This will probably be the only time that we run through the entire mechanic, all the details of how this platinum pass promotion is going to work. So what I would say to people is keep this episode of the podcast in your library to refer back to at a later date, or even better, to follow your advice, download it again in a few weeks' time if you want to check in, because... Otherwise, we're going to be devoting every single episode to running through all the details, all the mechanics, and it's like, once is enough. Is it complicated? Uh, It's quite a lot of detail. And so it's one of those things where you might just want to listen carefully, make notes. But as I said, if you've got it to refer back to another time, it's not a problem. It's not like it's a live show, right? You can just scrub back 15 seconds, listen again. All right, we're doing it once and only once, so open up your ear holes, everybody. This week's guest is a lady. Her name's Jennifer Carter. She's going to tell us how thrilled slash nervous slash amazed she is to be going to the Bahamas, and she's going to play one of my stupid games. And James, I'm just going to warn you now, this might be the stupidest game ever. Really? I mean, coming from you, that's saying something, because across the years and over the last 130-odd episodes, we have hit all-time lows on more than one occasion. Unless she's an absolute genius who understands me, which is pretty much no one on the planet, you're going to have to help her out a lot on this one. Okay. Well, you've done that quiz. I have compiled the questions personally for this week's Superfan quiz. For Team America World Police I have with James indeed. Satchel? Yes. I decided to rewatch the movie myself. Sorry, Patrick. You get to watch all the old 80s stuff that I can't be bothered to revisit. But if it's a film that I think, yeah, I'd like to watch that again, I get first dibs on the questions. Um, well, I'll say this. I would like to thank James Satchel for giving me the excuse to watch this movie again exactly. last night. I don't think that I've seen it since maybe the theater, but maybe just the original video release. But either way, like over 10 years since I've seen this movie. And 
Oh my God. I think I laughed harder this time than the first time. I'm pretty sure I've told you this story before, Joe, and apologies if the listeners have heard it before, either on a live stream or indeed on this podcast. I first saw Team America World Police on a plane. It was a flight from Gatwick to Vegas in 2005. And this was back when those old Virgin planes had the movies on a loop. So you had to wait for like the entire showings to finish and then they would start all the movies again. There was no on-demand service. But that meant that you were kind of watching the films alongside other people at the same time and it was very clear who was watching team america on this flight because everyone would laugh in exactly the same place and i think there was one moment i mean my wife was basically staring at me really embarrassed like what this movie can't be that funny but at one point i was asked by a member of the cabin crew to keep it down as well and it was the gag when gary is sent into the field and is told that if he's captured he may want to take his own life so you may need this and spotswood gives him a hammer and i don't know why <laughs> but that just set me off to the point where i was almost in tears well that's i mean that's like in the first 15 minutes of the movie too and it just sets the tone so well for like what you're going to be watching and yeah just to be able to watch this movie again was so great it holds up so many comedies don't hold up this movie could have been made last year Except for the fact it would never have been made last year. No. Because uh, there are so many things in it that are so insensitive that would never get through these days. But what I really appreciate it is that it kind of hits all sides pretty equally. Yeah, I mean, some people criticized it because the concluding argument, the whole dick's fuck asshole speech, kind of backs that idea of American intervention. And some people's takeaway from the movie was its ultimate conclusion is, yes, this is justified. I don't necessarily buy into that, but I agree. It hits at the left just as hard as it hits at the right. Yeah, and so I just, I, and I, it was an absolute joy. So I don't even care if I win or lose this quiz today. Okay, I was good. just great to get to watch it again. Good. Is that the best movie you've watched in the last seven days? Yes, it is because, oh man, dude, I went to go see the, uh, the new Predator. I'm the hearing Predator. nothing but bad news, horror stories from this film. So my review of it, I went to go see it with a bunch of guys in Fargo and they didn't understand my review slash question about the movie is I'm pretty sure it's a gigantic piss take. And that's an English yeah. phrase, which doesn't really have a direct translation because it doesn't, it, it feels like it was a joke, but a joke doesn't do it justice. Like there are so many moments in this movie where I'm like, is this for real? Did that just happen? And you know, Shane Black knows how to make movies. Uh, he makes very good movies. So I don't understand what's up with this movie. And I don't, I don't really like trashing anything anymore, but I, I would be more surprised to find out that this movie was made in earnest than it was him being like, no, no, no. I just got really pissed off during the filming and it's a, it's a gigantic piss take, but it is so fucking weird. Um, I, I, it's one of these movies that I wish you could would see it just so we could talk about it. Yeah. But. I mean, my list is long and I'm afraid this is going to be right at the back of the queue. Uh, but the Emmys happened this week and I do tend to appreciate the Emmys more than the Academy Awards because for some reason I just feel like they get it right more often with television and I was super happy to see Matthew Reese from the Americans finally win something. He's just been fucking so good on that show for like six or seven seasons. Game of Thrones won stuff. Godless, which I think was the best show I watched all of last year. John Oliver, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, and then just a special quick little thing. This guy named Bruce McCoy, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, one for uh, like a reality show. And that guy has been a friend of mine for years and years. And he actually lives in London now. So I was really happy to see him win. 
Yeah, I noticed that The Handmaid's Tale, which kind of swept the board at the Emmys last year, did not pick up anything. I am now into season two. I think this show is fantastic, but as I mentioned last week, it is pretty grim, which is why I'm breaking up. And I said the other show I'm following, because new episodes come out weekly, is Better Call Saul. And this is going to be next week's superfan subject, by the way, Joe. We are going to have a Better Call Saul quiz, seasons one to three, so uh, you might want to do some prep on that. I marvel at just how good this program is i know wait wait, what season is it in now three season four four okay all right i've seen one through three already i i know that you have stated on numerous occasions how you're not a fan of prequels and i get that argument and there are so many examples you can pick up of where prequels don't work but when prequels are great look at godfather part two at least half the movie is prequel and it just adds so much to the original and almost improves on the original better call saul is almost, and it's on the verge, it may even be better than Breaking Bad, even though we know the ultimate fate of every single character in it. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, I would say that, but that, okay, so there's exceptions to every rule, and in general, I don't like prequels, but we know that I love this show. I think this show is fantastic. Um, I, my only counter-argument to that would be is that if this show were taking place after the events of Breaking Bad, it probably would be a better show. And the only reason why it isn't is for that one little reason in that you do know the ending of all of the major characters. Um, and, and I'm not saying that makes it a bad show, but I do think that had this hap- like just had been a continuation of the story, it wouldn't be an argument. It would be better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm almost tempted when it finishes, and I don't know whether this season is the last. It does kind of feel like we're getting the story to a point now where it's going to join uh, the events of season one of Breaking Bad. Maybe it's got one more season in it. I'm almost tempted to do Breaking Bad again and, and watch it as one kind of long, continuous story arc in chronological order. Yeah, I don't think I would ever rewatch Breaking Bad unless I, you know, started like dating someone that was really dying to see it. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of dating someone, I've been accidentally sending sexy text messages to Lee Jones. Um, how and why would that occur? <laughs> so I'm dating somebody new, and it's actually been going for like a couple of months now. Uh, so you know, we talk via WhatsApp pretty regularly, and yeah, he's been what's Joe, he's been Joe, WhatsApp. Yeah, her name does not begin with an L. Her name is nowhere near L in the alphabet. So part of the reason why I like uh, using WhatsApp is because you can use it on your desktop if you want. Uh, There's like a, you know, there's a desktop client for it. And so Lee has been texting me about on WhatsApp about the Moneymaker tour, since I'm going to be at the Moneymaker tour this, uh, this Saturday in Los Angeles, Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, you know, he's asking me if I, you know, travel in hotels and stuff like that, which, yes, I live in L.A., but I'm going to get a hotel because there's late nights uh, at at these moneymaker tour things. So um, but anyway, so what happens is the desktop client, like somebody. I was in the middle of like writing, I'm thinking about writing a message to my girlfriend when Lee texted me about hotel. And then I wrote to Lee and said. I have to go to Vegas that weekend, but you can join me if you like. Well, thank God it was something as innocent as that, just a casual invitation to join you on vacation rather than anything more explicit with maybe a photo attached. Yes. No, I'm pretty careful with my photos at this point, but a few days later, I started to write something a lot more explicit. And then I realized I was in the Lee window because what will happen is like, because my desktop client will be like focused on the Lee conversation. And then I'll get a message on my phone from my girlfriend and I'll go to answer it 
on my computer, but I will have forgotten to switch the conversation. And I definitely started writing something out and I was like, oh my God, I just almost text fucked Lee Jones. We fast forward to episode 135 where Joe reveals that he is leaving his girlfriend for Lee Jones. For Lee Jones, I just fell in love with his personality. Beautiful relationship <laughs> via WhatsApp. Um, it was a mistake at first. Uh, what I just want to do one uh, social media thing, James. Sure. Jules, remember, he's been a super fan? Yes. And he asked if he could get a happy birthday, like a happy birthday. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. But then I was like, wait a second. Uh, and well, he said also that he, he had a baby this week, which is why um, I really was going to do it. So it's actually a literal happy birthday to the person whose actual day of their birth was a couple days ago. And I did ask him, I was like, please tell me you did not name your son something that also sounds like a girl's name. <laughs> As established when Jules came on the podcast, uh, he is a Julian who has decided to become Jules because clearly he's trying to cling on to his youth and sound way cool. Uh, let's check in with some other regular listeners and former super fans. Hello to Steve Mark out in Asia who tweeted to say, listening to the Poker in the Ears podcast while a Category 5 bears down on me and what? everyone in Manila. Yeah, obviously you know about the huge storm in the US, Joe. Huge storm out in Asia as well. I learned this week, and I know this is something I should know, I learned the difference between a typhoon and a hurricane. Do you know the difference? Uh, I do not. A hurricane is born in the Atlantic. A typhoon is born in the Pacific. Other than that, they're the same thing. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like the difference between like bourbon and whiskey. Kind of. <laughs> um, we talked about guest ideas for the podcast. Great suggestion from Phil Razor. Staped Hartigan, you guys were asking for guest suggestions. What about Joshua Molina? Oh, Josh Molina. Yeah, I can ask Josh. Sure. I, I mean, as Molina. you know, no problem. diehard West Wing fan. This guy created a poker TV show. He just ticks so many boxes. Yeah, sure. Let me uh, let me ask. Let me put that in my notes here. To uh, how about Josh Molina? Um, can... A request of a different kind from Kevin, who's also going to be coming on the podcast in the next few weeks as a super fan. Can we please bring back Total Bagalino to commentary? Obviously, <laughs> Kevin has been quote motoring through all our old shows. Yeah, a Total Bagalino. When you completely miss the flop, we need to we need to bank these. These are our things. We need to make them. Uh, and amplify them. Uh, and finally, uh, Christopher Wathen weighs in on um, an old conversation topic when we asked you guys uh, for feedback on the show and things that maybe we should do differently. Uh, Chris says, possible suggestion, maybe have Poker in the Ears available on Spotify as this is my main streaming service. It will be more convenient than going to the Stars website every time. It will also say when new stuff is released to save me from forgetting. I like the suggestion, Chris, and we are looking into it. To say it's not easy to get podcasts onto Spotify is an understatement. It's not as simple as just giving them an RSS feed, but we are looking into it. I would remind people, if you need reminders, if you want to be part of a subscription service rather than downloading from the Stars website, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, other podcast apps are available. Um, but yeah, we are definitely looking into Spotify. For, so thank you for once again putting it on our radar. The more the merrier, Joe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Spotify, I know a lot of people that just exclusively listen to Spotify. They get all their comedy off of Spotify. They get all their uh, their music. So if we can get on there, let's do it. And right now, let's do some news. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears News. 
which for the second week running has been dominated by WCOOT, which as you mentioned at the top of the show, Joe, is now over, which means we have the final results, the final stats, all 185 events completed, 1.1 million total entries, and just shy of $100 million in prize money, 99.5 wow. million, well exceeding the guarantees. Uh, the big news, the headline story, is that Lex Veldhaus made a deep run in the main event, which was watched by 33,000 viewers on Twitch, 33,000 concurrents at one point, and Lex then went back the next day to play the 25K and started strong with an audience of around 10,000. Joe, we definitely need to get Lex back on this show. Well, hopefully we can get him. You know, I, I, uh, I, you know how, I don't know how you do Twitter, James. I'm the kind of person that if I don't read Twitter for a while, I let it sit and I catch up all at once. I have to read everything. I, I can't skip ahead. To I what's miss loads right of now. stuff, especially since they did that whole randomizing your timeline shit. You know, that what? just lost track. I think they fixed that. But anyway, the app that I use, even though it sucks at other things, never screwed up the chronological timeline thing. But, um, so I, 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 on the WCOOP main event day, I was catching up on Twitter and then I ha only had like maybe 20 or 30 tweets left to go before I was all caught up. And, I, and it's like Lex's deep on, uh, with 33,000 viewers deep in the main event for WCOOP. And I was like, and I started writing out my, like, I'm tuning in now. Everybody's going to watch this. And I was like, let me just, cause I've done this before and I fucked it up. I've done it to Daniel. I've done it to other people who are deep in shit. By the time I fire the tweet out, they're fucking busto from the tournament. So like, let me just read the last 20 tweets here. And lo and behold, short, like luckily I didn't send it. He was already out by the time uh, I got to the end of my timeline. So I look, it takes a lot for me to watch poker in my downtime. Okay. Uh, I was stoked for this. I was really down for this. I was really uh, excited to watch Lex potentially win what was it 1.3 million or something yeah for first place so uh, i was bummed i didn't get a chance to tune in and i'm not gonna lie i'm jealous as fuck as the numbers that lex pull for the numbers that he pulls but it doesn't mean that i don't want him to do it and so uh, i was just bummed out i didn't get to see it well hopefully we can uh, get lex back on the podcast possibly next week just to finish the story of the main event this is the wcoop hyatt main event one to play from the netherlands qualified for $530 via a satellite, and after 25 hours of play, he won wow. the first prize of $1.35 million. <laughs> uh, the next day, Limitless from Macau won the 25K high roller, which was a late addition to the schedule, and Sam Greenwood won the 2K high roller, so he earned his second WCOOP title. And the final breakdown by country, Brazil had more wins than any other country with 23. The UK, a close second with 22 oh, WCOOP wins. So as we mentioned last week, it was a condensed WCOOP across two weeks rather than three. That's now in the books. But yeah, I think the big takeaway here is we saw Jason Somerville return to the uh, tables. We saw Jason streaming again. But Lex just absolutely crushed it on Twitch. Peak subscribers, peak viewers, and he is at the top of his game. So the follow-up here is... Let's chat to Lex sometime soon because uh, uh, I'm I'm very much part of the Joe Stapleton strategy now, which is we just need to ride the coattails of people more successful than us. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Just like you know, one flick of the wrist from from Lex, and we've got ten thousand new new listeners. Uh, did Sean Deeb win another another yes. W Coop also? Yes, he won two titles during this year's W Coop, but he is not player of the series. More on that a bit later on. Just one 
other story I want to touch on in the news segment, Joe, and I'm sure that you've seen <laughs> the controversy on social media, which was sparked by Deeb on Saturday or on Sunday with a tweet referencing something that happened with William Kasuth. Um, accusations that he was up to no good at the roulette table at the Grosvenor Casino in Leeds, where he was for the uh, GUKPT. The allegation seems to be that Will pocketed a £100 chip at the roulette table, which belonged to one of his friends, and there was a fracas at the table. They went to the bar to resolve it, but the scene wasn't exactly pleasant. It was brought to the attention of the staff, and to cut a long story short, it seems that Will was told he was not welcome on the property any longer, and also no longer welcome as a Grosvenor-sponsored pro, because he was sponsored by Grosvenor to play the GUKPT events, and because this incident obviously happened on their property, and is it's led to him, well, in his words, it's a mutual parting of the ways. There's been a lot of <laughs> finger-pointing, a lot of speculation about what happened. Will finally issued a statement um, in the last 24 hours referring to an error of judgment. Last weekend, during the course of a drunken night playing roulette with friends, I made an error of judgment, which I greatly regret, something I accept full responsibility for. I've apologized and will apologize again. And as a result of this embarrassing incident, my sponsor, Grosvenor Poker, and I have mutually agreed to part ways. And I feel really sorry for him. First of all, whatever actually happened, whether it was just a drunken incident or whether it was uh, an intentional act, stupid and he deserves to face the consequences um but crucially knowing will as we do and knowing someone who was catapulted into the public eye by virtue of the world series tv shows a couple of years ago as someone who was so desperate to win a high roller title because he thought it would further his chance of a sponsorship deal that he gave up equity to ensure that he could actually claim the trophy the fact that he had a sponsor became everything. And the last time I saw Will Kasuf was at the London Megastack, just before he went to Vegas for the World Series this summer. And he called me John, as he usually does, but he was proudly wearing his Grosvenor patch and he was really, really pleased that he had someone who he could represent and someone who he could call a sponsor. So for him to lose that over this incident, that's why I kind of feel sorry for him more than anything else. Um, and understandably... He's facing the criticism that he deserves to face. And if there's one thing we know about the poker community, it's they don't let anything go. There are people in the poker world who have committed other sins, other acts, far more innocent than this, that they won't be allowed to forget. And this is going to tar Will Kasuf's name for eternity. I'm a little surprised for for you to be taking this uh, this stance, actually, that, uh, you know, I, I, I was spent about an hour uh, before the show today reading all of the comments that were left on Will's Facebook page, um, which uh, I haven't two, seen. Obviously, you know, I don't spend any time on Facebook. Right. So I read both Will's and then Alan Kessler reposted Will's apology. And I was read all the comments on that page as well. And I was pretty shocked by the number of people who were all patting him on the back and telling what? him, yeah, they're all like, hey, mate, it was good for you to apologize. It's real brave of you. I got a lot of respect for you. Um, but then there were other people uh, who said like, geez, man, everybody makes a drunken mistake. It's not that big of a deal. And also said, boy, there were a lot of other people that do a lot worse things than this. Um, and I just, I'm not like on either of those takes whatsoever. Like, I just think that like, I, I, I don't feel bad, uh, 
if if what he's accused of doing is true and he doesn't appear to be denying it, uh, I don't have a lot of respect. And I do think that people, uh, just because he apologized, and I do think that people need to be forgiven at some point, but we're talking about something that happened four or five days ago. So for him to already be receiving praise, and I'm not saying you're doing this, James. No, I'm, uh, I'm, the, the, what I'm offering is pity. Um, but and- I don't have any pity either, though. I just, you know, this is... And a lot of people are be like, oh, we've all made mistakes when we're drunk. Like, this is not the kind of like drunk. This is not a drunken mistake. um, What happened here? But ultimately, what shocks me most of all is the number of people who have an opinion on this at all and express (laughs) it publicly. Well, that's social media for you, right? It's just so weird how everyone has decided what what this situation is what this man's punishment should be, whether he should receive some or none. And it's just, it's very bizarre um, that everyone has to have an opinion on this. And here I am having an opinion on it. Although technically I am paid to have an opinion on these things. Uh, But the people who just put these statements out there on social media, as if they're fact, like, Oh, I've done way worse than this in a casino. This isn't that big of a deal. I'm just like, oh my God, like, shut up. (laughs) Just keep your mouth shut. Uh, Let's move on to something much more interesting and much more positive, which is our latest recap of who has won Platinum Passes for their asses. So yes, we are how many months away? September, October, November. We're three and a half months, maybe, away from the first ever PokerStars Players No Limit Hold'em Championship. And I'm sure by now, Joe, everyone knows what a Platinum Pass is. But it is one of the 320 packages to the PSPC being given away live and online throughout 2018, uh, which will get you the buy-in to the event, which is $25,000, plus travel, accommodation, and expenses. It's basically a big poker holiday in the Bahamas at PCA 2019 with the chance to play what will likely be the biggest high roller event ever held. Okay. Well, obviously uh, we're closing in now. I mean, we're getting there. It's fall. This happens right after Christmas. You know how fast the end of the year goes with the holidays and all that. So, I mean, I really feels like we're on the home stretch here. How many have we given away so far? Approximately 180 after the conclusion of WCOOP. So simple mathematics will tell you that it's still 140 to give away in the tail end of the year, including the two that we've got. So, I mean, that means there's going to be an insane mad dash to give away the rest of these passes over the next three months. I and mean, I think that was away- intentional, by the way, because, uh, yes, you could balance it and give away a certain number a month and make sure that you've given away half by June. But the reality is... No, this is better. When you, exactly. When you get into the final quarter of the year, as you head towards the event itself, 
understandably, interest is going to be peaked and there'll be more people trying to get there because now it's on everyone's radar. Now it's just around the corner. So it makes sense to save this many for the final furlong. Uh, I have a pitch, James. Yep. My pitch is that we hire Oprah and we bring Oprah to like, say, Prague or something. And then Oprah just descends on the tournament room and she's like, and you get a platinum pass and you get a platinum pass and you get a platinum. And we just give away like 40 of them all from Oprah. What do you think? Uh, I think that they already allocated that they may not have been given away, but there are already mechanics, Ooh. already events, already online festivals where they've, which they've all been attributed to. So there is a plan in place to how these 140 passes will be given away. I did mention, by the way, that there were plenty of Platinum Pass winners during WCOOP with the winners of both WCOOP main events, the high and the low, um, getting a Platinum Pass. And, of course, the player of the series. And this is no real shock. We referenced the Russian player Adrenaline 710 last week winning like five <laughs> WCOOP titles. No shock. Adrenaline was player of the series. Adrenaline gets the Platinum Pass for topping the leaderboard. That's a maniac. What a perfect name, too. Like, I could just picture him at his keyboard being like, ha, 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 just, just like not sleeping for two straight weeks. Uh, so as well as talking about who's one passes, obviously people want to know where can I get one. There are opportunities to win at every major live event. Obviously, EPC Open Sochi kicks off in the next few days. I doubt very many of our listeners are going to be in Sochi, but keep an eye on the live events calendar to see where else the passes are being awarded. Of course, online, plenty of opportunities. There's a Stars Rewards Players Championship giveaway every month. I don't even know what this means, but fortunately, I don't need to know because we actually have with us today someone who is the beneficiary of one of these free rolls. Joe, we welcome two poker in the ears, Platinum Pass winner, Jennifer Carter. Greetings, Jennifer. Hello, my daddies. I am very excited <laughs> to talk to you today. <laughs> one of us is a mommy, but I'm not going to say which one. Uh, Jennifer, <laughs> I can't help when I look at your name, but think of Wonder Woman. Uh, that's because I am an Amazonian princess. Are you really? <laughs> well, I like to think I am. I'm like 5'10 and badass. That's cool. Yeah, 5'10 strong Canadian woman. Right? I have to be uh, strong to fend off these trash pandas that keep trying to get into my garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> you got raccoons and bears and... <laughs> no bears. Not in the inner city. <laughs> and to be clear, you're a badass with a platinum pass. Uh, congratulations for winning oh. that 30k PSPC package. We were just saying, Jennifer, that partly this is because I, I don't get to play on PokerStars that much and Joe lives in the US. What is the Stars Rewards Players Championship giveaway? How did you win your pass? Well, I was just looking at my tickets, and I see this free ticket they rewarded me in my uh, in one of my chests, and I uh, it got me into a nine-person sit-and-go, and I couldn't really tell what this was for, but I played it anyway, and I, I took down <laughs> the thing. But then that won me a ticket into the, the big Sunday afternoon uh, tournament, which I logged in for, and there was 21,000 players. Wow. In that tournament. And, you know, when you sit down with that many opponents, you're like, well, this isn't going to go very well. <laughs> so I didn't expect to go deep. I love someone that. Ha someone has to win it. But so at what point did you become aware of what you were playing for? 
Uh, well, when yeah, that's when I started that tournament, I could see the prize pool was the Platinum Pass, which I was quite excited for because I've been, you know, watching the PCA and I've always wanted to go down to the Bahamas. So this was my chance. I love the fact that it started with a nine-handed sit-and-go. It's like, oh, this just should be easy. You've just got to beat eight players. No, that just gets you a ticket <laughs> to a 21,000-runner tournament that will award the prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So needless so to say, it was a little, a little bit of a slog. So at what point of that tournament are you like, I think I could fucking win this? And do you start calling friends? Like, what? What's at no. what point and when does that start happening? Uh, maybe uh, heads up. That's when I thought I might take it down. Really? You didn't even start thinking no. about it until you got the well, heads up? I was just happy to make min cash, and then I kept getting deeper, and then, well, I seem to be chip leader. Oh, I'm at the final table. Well, maybe. <laughs> wow. How long did it take a 21,000-player field? I'm assuming it's a turbo structure. It was fast, faster than expected. I was done in about six hours. 21,000 to one in six hours. Jesus. Yes, uh, like yes. 30 second blind levels, probably. Um, I and I mean, <laughs> how much time do you normally sort of spend playing poker? Is that a long session for you or did it feel lightning fast? It was. I don't. I normally don't spend that much time playing. Uh, I can't really take the time because I've got a family and a and some work and things like that. But um, it was a Sunday afternoon. I was on my mobile phone, so I was able to kind of multitask and do that while I was, you know, making <laughs> you supper for the kids. <laughs> be twenty one thousand people while still like momming and going to the grocery store, <laughs> just like. Winning yeah. thirty thousand dollar packages, yeah. um, that that's uh, that is just wild. And you know that you, <clears throat> you won the pass uh, in probably less than the, the amount of time the flight is going to take uh, <laughs> to the Bahamas. Yeah. So, yeah. what is your plan for going to the Bahamas? Is it gonna are you gonna bring the kids? Or are you gonna bring? Uh, is there a man in your life you're bringing? What's uh, what's the plan? Yeah, I'll take the whole family, my husband and my two girls, 10 and 14. Uh, I guess he'll just take them to the water park or something while I'm sitting indoors all day playing the tournament. <laughs> I want to hear a, a bunch of interviews with him about how, he, how it feels being a poker widow. That's probably a good description for him because he's used to that. Does he, so he does not play, and this is a, a, a reversal from what we're normally used to. So he's, he's sweating you most of the time. Most of the time, yes. I mean, he did teach me, and I've kind of surpassed him in terms of the interest and the skill. I shouldn't say that. but No, you <laughs> no, should. A hundred percent you should say that. <laughs> and true. yeah, I just love playing it. He's, he's not as into it as I am, of course. But uh, yeah, he'll sweat me down there, and... Um, and support me whatever happens. You know, James, we should we should put into the package next time. That's like part of the deal. That if the mom and dad like need a need like a few hours to themselves, that I babysit. That's like the worst idea ever. <laughs> and coming from you, that's saying something. I'm I'm great with kids. I would not trust my kids with you. I'm sorry. I, actually, the awful thing is, and I can't believe I'm saying something in defense of Joe Stapleton, he is actually really good with kids. Um, they love We're his beard. the same level. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they both, they both love, love throwing turds at each other. Um, <laughs> so, Jennifer, you said you've seen the PCA shows on TV. Um, has, has it, have you ever tried playing a satellite for the PCA before? Has it ever been an ambition to go there? Or is it just like, oh, yeah, that's an event that we just watch on the telly every year? Yeah, the latter. I think I 
I don't, uh, yeah, it's been a pipe dream. Like it's not something I would have ever acted on really. I, but, um, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, I wonder how I would play against Vanessa Selbst if I were in that seat. <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe I will get to play with some pros down there this time. Oh, oh you will. A hundred percent. What games do you normally play then? What is your kind of like average stake or average type of game? Cash, MTT, spin and go? Online, I'm micro stakes. Um, I do a lot of spin and goes. I play some Zoom PLO, but normally not the MTTs. Uh, that just takes all day. I, I can't love commit it. to that much time. I love it. So I'm interested because I think, Joe, you set this up at the start that you're probably excited slash nervous because here you are now playing in a 25K event. Now you're free rolling. That's the great part. It's not costing you anything mm -hmm. to play. You're getting that holiday in the Bahamas as part of the package. But how are you feeling? Is it more excitement or is it like, oh my God, I'm playing in an event that costs $25,000 to buy in? I don't really know yet. I think it's still unreal. Uh, half of me is like, whatever. It's like you said, a free roll. But the other half of me is is dreading the, the pressure. So I think I'll just have a couple of beers and see what happens. <laughs> that sounds awfully Canadian of you. And I 100% <laughs> approve of that now do the kids know what they're in for do they know that that atlantis has aquariums and water slides and it is not canada yes they've been advised now we were looking online and showing them the pictures and they're very excited platinum passes for your asses and make sure you get some sunscreen for your preteen <laughs> <laughs> not for me though i'll be indoors the whole time right hopefully <laughs> hopefully so what would you say your favorite memory of watching me at the PCA is? Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> watching you. Um, you saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? You're in big trouble, Jennifer, because I have a stupid game for you like I do for all of my guests. And it is perhaps oh. the worst stupid game of all time. However, in talking to you, you do seem like you're pretty sharp. So maybe you're going to pick up on it and not completely leave me twisting in the wind. Hit me. Well, that's something to look forward to. Um, Jennifer, as you reminded me when we first approached you about coming on the podcast, we actually met three years ago at Daniel's Summer Party in Toronto at the, uh, at the sports bar in Toronto. And you sent photographic evidence that we obviously posed for a moment <laughs> together. But understandably, with so many people there and uh, everyone being pulled from pillar to post, never got a chance to get to know you. Tell us about Jennifer Carter. What, what is your story? What do you do when you're not playing Zoom PLO or Spin and Goes? Oh, well, that's a great question. First of all, I don't blame you for not remembering me three years ago. Uh, it was a fun night, man. As soon as you sent the photo, I do, I do, I do, I do, I, I'm very good at remembering faces. Joe, not so much, but I did remember you as soon as you sent the photo. Hold on a second. I'm good at remembering faces, but I also, when someone is married, they're just oh, yeah. invisible. Off, off the radar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, off away, away from poker, I am a crazy knitter. So insert knit joke here. I <laughs> I am pretty prolific. I've knit everything you could think of, including, you know, the usual sweaters and scarves. But I might have also knit a Princess Leia wig with the buns. <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. You know, the stereotypical Kleenex box covers. and uh, But I also made a balaclava that looks like a pineapple, and that was pretty hysterical. <laughs> Those wow. sound great. Do you sell them or...? 
I do commissions, so custom work. I don't normally sell a lot, but yeah, if you approach me with, you know, a I'm, poker in the ears podcast hat request, I, I might just have to do it. I'm going to say there is a gap in the market for poker knitwear. There's a lot of poker merch out there, but not a lot of it is knitted. There was a scarf I heard, but let's not go into that. Ah, yes. <laughs> I have to ask you guys what your favorite colors are. Pokestar's red, of course. Like my, like my heart. Oh. <laughs> oh, like as, so as usual, yeah. as usual, James is on brand. Joe makes some self-deprecating remark that's actually all too honest about the void in his life. <laughs> so, so, Jennifer, what uh, you mentioned, obviously, that you're, the, the, you're you've surpassed your husband as a player, and you're, you've got more of the poker bug than he has. What about your friends? Do you have any poker playing friends, or are they just utterly bemused by this hobby that you have? Well, I've got two lives here in Toronto. I've got my knitting life, which is full of, um, you know, new knitters that don't really understand poker. So they think I'm badass. But then I do have some poker friends that I play in a like a small weekly game that um, are super excited about my win of the of the uh, Platinum Pass. So we've gotten some uh, some good conversations around it and they're excited for me. So have you played in any live events outside of those home games? I th a couple of times, you know, a charity tournament. Uh, I might have, I think I won one of them for an iPad, which is huge at the time. But normally, uh, oh, I did play in Niagara Falls when the WPT went, uh, went through as one of their stops. And I, sat, I played a $200 satellite, I think, which I busted. So that went nowhere. Okay, but the good but, news is you're not coming in completely green. It's not like you've never played at a live table before and never played in that kind of environment. It shouldn't phase you too much. Uh, it's still going to phase me, but no, I have some experience at the table. I think Jennifer might actually be like a savant. I think that she like it's a, like she just crushed a twenty one thousand player field. Maybe she's like the best innate poker player who ever lived and just doesn't even know it yet. Maybe she's going to uh, destroy this twenty five k. The start of my upswing, yeah. I well, attribute wait. it to knitting, though. <laughs> well, if you're knitting at the table, that's one way to like keep yourself from getting too bored. I actually yeah. can completely get behind that. It's uh, also a surefire way of ensuring that there are cameras on you, because we love that kind of stuff. Ooh. That's true. That's true. Do you want cameras on you? Do you want some more attention out of this? <clears throat> I guess I can't say no to that. Cool. Uh, hey, I mean, look, I there's... There's nothing uh, wrong with that. <laughs> I got I to gotta clean, clean up my Twitter timeline now, I guess. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to find in your Twitter timeline, Jennifer? Uh, knitting. Knitting. <laughs> Bicycling. I, I bike around the city a lot, so I, uh, I'd like to, uh, I like to stay up on top of you know, the politicians who are trying to keep me from getting my bike lanes. <laughs> I uh, look. I think your Twitter's safe. I don't. I, it sounds like you don't. It sounds like you have some very Canadian skeletons in your closet. Yeah. Look, I'm also over forty and not very exciting, <laughs> other than the poker and the knitting. <laughs> well, I was gonna say this trip to the Bahamas sounds pretty freaking exciting to me. <sighs> yeah, I'm very excited. Okay, so the I guess my last question about this is, like you said, maybe this will be the start of your upswing. But if you come to the Bahamas and you win two, three, four million dollars in this event, will you start a poker career or will you just go back to Canada and be like, ah, that's pretty much all. I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's what else can you do after that? 
I think I would try poker, yes. I always thought I could be a professional poker player. Not really thought of it, but I lost my job not too long ago. And so then that kind of makes you wonder if, if I could make an income with poker. So yeah, definitely winning a final table at the, uh, at the Players' Championship would help start that for sure. Well, I'm sorry to hear you lost your job. So this is pretty exciting. I, I mean, if that's genuinely something you want, I am I'm yeah. in your corner. I'm going to try for it. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you again, Jennifer, uh, in the Bahamas. I'm looking forward to meeting all the people we've spoken to who've won Platinum Passes who are coming for this uh, opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, in the meantime, you are going to be um, subjugated to uh, this game that Joe is promising is the worst one he's ever written. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right. It's my worst game of all time. It's the passes for your asses rhyming game. Now, I'm going to ask you a very nonsensical question. And you're going to have to answer in the form of it's going to rhyme with passes for your asses. So it's going to be something that rhymes with passes for your and then something that rhymes with asses. Now, you can have the first question if you want, if you think you get it. I know I've not explained it well. That's the best I'm going to do. If <laughs> okay. not... You can pass the first question to James. Can we use I'm the first take... question as an example of the mechanic? Because I still don't get it. That's what I mean. Okay. okay. Yeah, take, take it away. Okay. Take it away. So, you know, if I, were, if I were to say I have trade school enrollment for your Irish girls, I would be saying I have... Passes for your Irish lasses. Close no. enough. Classes for your Classes ass, for your for lasses. That's oh, now I get it. <laughs> Classes for your lasses. Okay, you ready? Question. Here comes the real question number one. I will allow you to Hector Hardigan if you need help. Here we go. If I gave you UV protective eyewear for your oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen, it would be... Uh, Glasses for your gases. Sunglasses for your gases. I will give it to you. Here we go. That's two for two. You weren't lying. This question, really is terrible. Question yeah. number three. If there was a gigantic gaping hole in the ground for sand-filled timepieces. <laughs> I've worked out the second bit. I'm trying to work out the first bit. <laughs> a gigantic gaping hole in the ground. More like a... Oh, like a morass? <laughs> uh, close. Very close. In fact, if you want to put them together, I'll give it to you. Morass. It's not a compass. Ooh, What's compass. The other? Compass is not... Uh, a yeah. sand-filled timepiece is an hourglass. No. Or hourglass, to give your pronunciation joke. I, what's the gaping hole? We were looking for crevasses for your hour. <laughs> okay. Crevasses. It's, All right, here it's we go. more of a crack in the ground, not a hole in the ground, buddy. Yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> I didn't know how to describe a crevasse, to be honest. Here we go. If we're going to start picking holes, I think there are bigger ones than that. Bigger cracks than that. Here we go. Question number four. If I was going to give you open heart surgery for your tuba and trombone sections... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Something brasses. <laughs> yeah, that's the second half. Uh, Open, open hearts. Heart Involving Every 
the rerouting of veins. Correct. Oh. Bypassing. Bypasses. Bypasses for what? I forget the second thing already. Tuba and trombone section. Ah, brasses. Bypasses for your brasses. Bypasses for your brasses. Here we go. I would like Question. to point out, Jennifer, you are performing better than any professional poker player would have. No, they wouldn't have got anything yet. Uh. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to do two more. A suit of armor. A suit of armor for all of the audience of a gladiator show. You know, we're going to skip this one. That was tasses for your masses. No one's going to get no that one. one. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. A thick, dark brown baking syrup. Yes. For your paternal family members of the gay member of NSYNC. <laughs> I only know this because this was the one who was going to go into space. Correct. All right, James, I'll give it to you. It's you molasses it for the basses. It's a reference That's to Lance Bass. Molasses <laughs> for your basses. Jennifer. <sighs> Jennifer, uh, congratulations, one. Congratulations, two. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, that was terrible. <laughs> he did warn us in advance. There's not a lot more <laughs> that he could have done. Uh, Jennifer, congratulations once again on winning the Platinum Pass. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, and look forward to seeing you in the Bahamas with the family for the PSPC. Thank you very much, guys. It's been great talking to you. And good luck to you. Poker in the ears. But Joe, the most exciting part of our Platinum Pass conversation is obviously how people who mm -hmm. are fans, listeners, subscribers of mm -hmm. Poker in the Ears can get one of two Platinum Passes that you and I have up for grabs. How excited on a scale of one to excited are you? Uh, I don't know, four million. <laughs> so we gave some of the details last week. Apologies if there's some repetition. Now going to run through exactly how this competition is going to work. And as we referenced earlier, please make a note of these details or come back to this show in the future because this will probably be the one and only time that we go through every single element of the promotion. There will be a series of eight free rolls on Monday nights from the 1st of October to the 19th of November. These are $500 free rolls, the standard free rolls that we would normally run on the podcast, taking place for eight weeks, forming a free roll league. And apologies to people like Chris Gumprich and Chad, who tweeted this week saying, why can't they take place later? That's the afternoon in my time zone. I am sorry, North America. We had to make this work for the Twitch schedule. We had to make this work for mine and Joe's schedules and for the vast majority of our listeners who are in the European time zone. So they will be taking place at five past eight in the evening UK time, which is 9.05 p.m. Central European time. Suggestion. Look, if you win the Platinum Pass and then you win the PokerStars Players Championship, you're probably going to quit your job anyway. So why don't you just quit your job now and play the free roll? Problem solved. James Hartigan and PokerStars do not endorse this advice from Joe Stapleton. <laughs> uh, the free rolls, by the way, are going to be a different format to what I think our listeners may be used to. They are going to be progressive knockout tournaments. Are you aware how these work, Joe? Okay, so I'm going to take a guess. You tell me if I'm right. So in a progressive knockout, you've got like a bounty. Correct. And when you get when you get knocked out, you obviously give up your bounty. But half of that bounty 
uh, goes in that player's account and the other half becomes their bounty. You've got it. So let me just explain. There's no late reg on any of our free rolls. So the $500 prize pool will be divided in head prizes. So imagine that... I'm kind of spitballing here. Imagine a thousand players register right. for the free roll. That means everyone has a 50 cent head prize because that's $500 okay. divided by a thousand players. And if you knock someone out, you're absolutely right. You immediately pocket 25 cents. The other 25 cents gets added to your head prize. And this free roll league is going to be about knocking out players. The aim of the game is to eliminate opponents and a leaderboard, which we visible in the client, will rank players by the number of KOs. The tiebreaker being total money earned. But ultimately, you want to be the person at the end of the eight-week series who has knocked out more players than anyone else because that person will receive the platinum pass. That's how it will be awarded. With the runners-up, that's second through 40th on the leaderboard, receiving $55 PCA satellite tickets. I like this way of doing it. I think it's uh, it's kind of cool because, I, like, in my mind, if you miss one, but you have, a, like, a really hot session busting people left and right, maybe it won't kill you to miss one week. Correct. I don't think you necessarily have to play every free roll, but chances are you're going to stand a better chance of topping that leaderboard if you are able to participate in all eight. If you can only make one or two of them and you don't achieve that bigger number of knockouts, don't worry. There might be another chance to win. Details coming up. Just to specify again, Monday nights, 8.05 UK time, 9.05 PM Central European time. And in order to play the free rolls, you will need both a star code and a password. This is important because we've got double verification here, two-step verification process. The star code will be revealed on the podcast. So, for example, next week's episode will include the star code for the first free roll on Monday, the 1st of October. And the star code doesn't become active until one hour before the tournament starts. And when you use that star code in the client, it will issue a ticket for the free roll. But that ticket is only half of the process because when you go to use that ticket to register it will ask for a password and the password will be revealed on twitch about 15 minutes before the free roll starts when registration opens and you will need both the ticket and the password to register for the game so i'm afraid if you don't like us tough shit because you need to <laughs> listen to our podcast and watch our twitch stream to get all the info you need to get into these free rolls I mean, James, we're, they're already listening to the show. They probably don't not like us. So to be clear, the Free Roll <laughs> League will be streamed live on Twitch every Monday night. Joe and I will be going live at twitch.tv slash pokerstars at 7.30 UK time, 8.30 Central European time. So there'll be plenty of opportunity for us to remind you how you get the star code and remind you what the password is when registration for the free roll opens. At least one of us will be playing in the free roll. There will be weeks when Joe will be in the US where he can't play. Um, but when both of us play, we will both be $50 bounties. If it's just me, an additional $50 for knocking me out. Plus, hopefully we can get some PokerStars ambassadors to come along and be bounties and be guests on the stream. We will also play some additional games in the Poker in the Ears home game club. I gave you details on this last week. Something I need to make clear. You don't have to be a member of the home game club to play in the free roll league. The free rolls will be in the main PokerStars lobby. But if you want to play some additional games on the night, you will need to join. The club ID 
215-3820. That's 215-3820. And the invitation code, hello, my babies. All one word, all lowercase. So I've already scheduled a game, Joe. I hope that you will join the club at some point. I did send you the details a couple of weeks ago, but I can't help but notice that Joe Stakes <laughs> has not signed up. I, I forgot. Look, I, I I actually signed on to to log into the club last Sunday when I was playing in the, I'm going to attempt to play some W Coops, and then I got distracted by aforementioned W Coop and forgot to uh, to join in. But yes, I, I'll be doing it the moment I land next week. So the first game we'll be playing, we're calling the $1 warm-up because it's going to warm us up for the main event. It's a turbo that will start at 7.25 UK, 8.25 CET. And that's what we'll be playing, Joe, when the stream goes live in the run-up to the start of the free roll when we're giving out all that important information for people. That's on October 1st. That is on October 1st, correct. That's the first stream. Monday night, October 1st through November 19th. Finally, there is a second chance to win a Platinum Pass. Everyone who KOs at least five players during the eight-week free roll league will receive a ticket for an exclusive all-in shootout on Sunday, the 25th of November. And the winner of that shootout will receive a 30K PSPC package. What time of day is that? Oh, no, I'm going to be on a plane, I think, when that happens. Remember... For the all-in shootout, you don't even need to be there to play it. It's all-in. It automatically plays it for you, and then it awards the pass to whoever wins. But you will need to register for that with the ticket you receive. But that will be open to anyone who participates in the league and KOs at least five players. Uh, so I reckon that's going to be you know, a decent number. And again, just to underline the point, that's why you don't have to show up every week to be in with a chance of winning a platinum pass. That's fantastic. I'm I'm actually more excited for the all-in shootout. Because <laughs> there's no skill involved. Right. It's just, you just watch what happens. You can't, like, be mad at yourself for making a mistake. Oh, why did I get in there? Oh, wait, I had to. So I appreciate that was pretty wordy. I appreciate it was a bit of an information dump. Um, uh, but hopefully, my ambition was that it would clarify everything and provide all the details. Based on that, Joe, and bear in mind, you've not been involved in all of the pre-planning for this. Do you have any questions? Because if you don't get it, no one's going to get it. I don't have any questions now. It's just, you know, I would probably do what I'm going to suggest that the audience does is that, uh, like, as it gets closer to the day, re-listen to that segment of the podcast. And then maybe, like, right before the stars code goes live, listen to it again just to make sure I've got everything uh, going. And I would probably... Also, uh, you know, delete the entire episode and re-download it uh, <laughs> multiple times just to make sure that, you know, there's the, the file doesn't get corrupted or I don't hear anything wrong. Yes, I heartily agree with that advice. Um, I think the most important part is that two-step verification process, needing the star code from the podcast and the password from the stream. And I hope you guys understand why we're doing that. There's no geographical restrictions on any of these free rolls, but arguably we want this promotion to be for podcast listeners. That's why we do want to kind of make it a little bit harder to get into these games so that random value hunters don't take advantage. Um, So yeah. Make sure you listen to the podcast every week and make sure you're watching our Twitch stream every week. I'm looking forward, Joe, to doing these Twitch streams. As you observed when you were watching Fenton and Spraggy the other week, it is like doing another podcast. We'll have a laugh. We'll hopefully have some guests. We'll have some fun with the guys watching in the chat. Um, might be three hours, might be four hours, depending how deep we go in the free roll, depending on what games we decide to schedule in the home game club. But I'm hoping it'll be fun. 
Are you going to handle just all the planning of that, of like what games we're going to play, or is it something we're going to figure out in the moment? Like, um, what are we feeling? All I have scheduled so far is the $1 warm-up, and then I think we'll play it by ear. I'm willing to listen to what, uh, ideas from you know people who are watching, what they want to play. I'm also going to, I don't know how you, I, I know, Joe, you're not a huge fan of, of Play Money Poker, but I want you to be involved even when you are in the States. So yeah, what, I want to play. Yeah, so what I'm thinking of doing on the weeks when you're in the US, I am going to schedule an event, uh, a, a KO event at the same time as the free roll called Play Along Estates, which is going to be a Play Money version of the KO for, uh, for anyone who is unable to play the real money version. Well, that's fun. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm sure we will have many super fans with us on a Monday night. Uh, we are going to crown a new super fan now. Whether he will be a winner remains to be seen because we've got some Team America questions to get through. But first, let's welcome him to the show. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Welcome to the show, James Satchel. Hello. Hi, James. How are you? What's up, buddy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks, James. Now, we get a little look into people's lives when we talk to them on Superfan versus Stapes. In the, like, the last 45 seconds of your life, I'm fascinated. What's going on? <laughs> uh, well... I'm just waiting for a taxi for work. I've been rushing to work. Very last are, minute. Are you already late for work? No, I'm not late. Uh, I don't usually start at 8 o'clock in the evening, but I've been rushing early for an emergency job, and I haven't got a car. I left my car there last night. So I've had to book a taxi to get a taxi in. Now, what type of work do you do? When you say it's an emergency, are we talking open heart surgery? Are we talking <laughs> amputations? There's like there's a guy bleeding out right now somewhere. No. <laughs> I work on the uh, on the motorways. I repaint the lines on the motorway. So when there's an accident on the motorway, I have to quickly resurface the road. Oh, so it is pretty serious. Okay, well, we will not keep you long. Um, let's just go through the essentials. Uh, as Joe would ask, what is your deal, bro? Uh, well, 25 and so just work on the motorway, night, full-time nights, Monday to Friday, occasionally work, in, we work weekends and play poker whenever I can. Love it. That was your life in a sentence. Perfect. It's nice and quick. Now, James... Is it dangerous work? Uh, it can be. It's on the motorway, so it depends how the cars are feeling, whether they're on a speed past you or not. What kind of fucking around do you do? Do you ever, like, paint shit on the road that's not supposed to be there? You must get up to some hijinks. Give me one good hijinks story. We won't tell <laughs> Uh I wish I could, but we don't. We do occasionally make mistakes, so we write letters in wrong. See? That's some interesting shit. I knew there had to be. Look, whenever you work with paint, stuff can go wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's never easy going. And what about poker? Yeah, no, I play poker whenever I can online. Uh, occasionally live, but not as much as I'd like to because of work. I'm working nights, so usually I just play online over the weekends whenever I'm free. Now, James, you are the only person in the history of this podcast who has ever had his rejection for Superfan versus Stapes on the grounds of picking a movie that we were not prepared to rewatch. <laughs> um, you spoke up in defense of the Michael Bay calamity Pearl Harbor. Uh, the less said about that, the better. But the great thing is we were able to segue from Pearl Harbor to Team America World Police because the film is referenced in this comedy. Have you had a chance to rewatch Team America? Because I'm going to warn you, I rewatched it yesterday and I've compiled the quiz this week. Uh, I watched it Monday. Cool. When I woke up, so hopefully I'll be all right. 
Fantastic. Uh, you know how the quiz works. There are 10 questions. You can go anywhere on the board. Uh, if you don't need the multiple choice options, two points. If you need the choices, score goes down to one point. Uh, they are roughly chronological, so we can go one through 10. Alternatively, you can go anywhere on the board. Yep, that's fine. So where no would you like to start? Uh, we'll go number one. We'll start with number one. And question one is, what is the Team America logo? It's an eagle with stars around it. There is one more bit of detail I'm going to need. I'm going to give you one point because you got the eagle, but there is another important detail. Is it on the front of an American flag? It's not. It's the fact that it has the world in its beak. But I will give you one point out of two. And there is also a bonus question attached to question one. James, according to the song, The End of an Act, what did Michael Bay miss when he made Pearl Harbor? Uh, not a clue. He missed the mark. Uh, Joe, your first question. Would you like to go question two, or do you want to pick something else? Was I not supposed to be able to get a chance to steal that bonus question? I'm afraid you don't get to steal the bonus questions. All right. Uh, now, I think you know, James, that the guest is going to pick question one, and then I always go with question two, and then they go with question three. So I'm actually going to go with question three, because I think you're trying to fuck me. Okay, question three. What is Spotswood's response when Gary says he's seen everything? Have you ever seen a man eat his own head? Correct, for two points. <laughs> <laughs> what question would you like next, James? Uh, we want question five. Question number five. Which UN representative visits Kim Jong-il in North Korea? Can I have the choices, please? Is it Kofi Annan, Hans Blix, Ban Ki-moon, or Demetrius Perikos? Hans Blix. It is Hans Blix for one point. And the good news is there is a bonus question attached to question five. James, according to the song The End of an Act, what does Ben Affleck need because of his terrible performance in Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. He needs acting school. <laughs> Joe, your second question. Uh, uh, question seven. Question number seven. Team America foil attacks in France and Egypt. Terrorists then strike in which country? Okay, yep. They, they blow up the Eiffel Tower in the first scene, then they blow up the Sphinx in the next one, and then the terrorists strike in man what the heck why don't i know this there are choices available if you need them yeah give, give me the choices the uk mexico panama or south korea that's panama it is panama for a point you have a three two lead at the end of the second round james what question would you like next two uh, four six seven eight nine and ten are all available i'll go for nine please number nine Kim Jong-il claims his plan will be 9-11 times what number? Oh, 2,100. You could have taken the options, but you came close. So I'm actually going to give you a point out of the generosity of my heart. It was 9-11 times 2,356, which is... <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, uh, nobody Joe, knows, that's right. Which question would you like? Uh, give me the earliest. What, question two? Is that Question two. Gary stars in a pastiche of which grossly overrated Broadway musical? Rent. Correct, for two points. You have a 5-3 lead, Joey. 
James, what question would you like next? Ten. Question ten. Which two Hollywood stars get ripped apart by Panthers? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I get choices, please? Is it Tim Robbins and Martin Sheen, Samuel L. Jackson and Matt Damon, Danny Glover and Sean Penn, or Helen Hunt and Susan Sarandon? Uh, the third option. Danny Glover and Sean Penn, correct for a point. You are one point behind, but there's a chance to earn a point here. A bonus question attached. According to the song, The End of an Act, what did Cuba Gooding need in Pearl Harbor? Oh, I don't know. A bigger part. <laughs> He's much better than Ben Affleck. Joe, your next question. You can pick four, six, or eight. Uh, let's go with eight. What does the guy in the bar ask Gary to perform? What does the guy in the bar ask Gary to perform? It's some kind of... I'll take the choices. Oral sex, a song from The Sound of Music, a soliloquy from Hamlet, that scene where everyone gets AIDS. The scene from Hamlet. No, it's the scene where everyone gets AIDS. <laughs> Your final question, James. Four or six? Uh, I'll go to number four. What is the name of Spotswood's chauffeur? Oh. Oh, I know this as well. God, can you trust it, please? Is it Parker, Taylor, Baker, or Baxter? Baxter. It is Baxter for a point, and we have a tied game. Joe, which song is playing at the Team America cocktail party following their mission in Cairo? Oh... Uh, or which song is playing at the cocktail party after... I'll need the choices. Is it Pick Up the Pieces, Magic Carpet Ride, Stuck in the Middle with You, or Jungle Boogie? Magic Carpet Ride. It is for one point, which means, unfortunately, James, on the final question, Joe steals it by just one point with a 6-5 victory. You are one of the few people to have not won <laughs> Superfan vs. Stapes. But don't worry, especially because you were a good sport and we got to troll you over your love of the movie Pearl Harbor. We are still going to send you some Pokestar swag. That's lovely. Thank you. Cheers, guys. <laughs> and good luck on the motorways. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, my babies. That is just about all the time we've got for this week's show. Next week... I will have another Moneymaker Tour recap because it's happening in my hometown of Los Angeles, California. Hopefully, I will not have had full-on text sex with Lee Jones at that point. <laughs> I want to hear all of the stories. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you get to play some more live poker. Uh, and, of course, we will also have the details of our first online event, talking of Platinum Pass giveaways, the star code for the first free roll. And uh, I did play some live poker here in Fargo this week that I'll tell you guys about if we had a chance. So it's just a full show this week with W Coop and the, and the Kasuf stuff happening. But uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to tell you about some of the ridiculousness that happened here in a Fargo home game. Uh, as far as guests are concerned, I've hollered at Johnson. I've hollered at Justin Bonomo. I have not heard back from either of them. And if they fucking ghost me, there will be hell to pay. You think your career is going well now? We'll just wait. Just wait till what happens when you snub Joe Stapleton. Well, I've also put in a bid for Lex Feldhaus because now he has become the Mr. Disaster of Poker on Twitch. <laughs> I do think we need to get him back on. 
Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout to Josh Molina too, but maybe not for a few weeks if we got things kind of piling up here. But I will ask him when we have a hole in our schedule. Don't forget, guys. Speaking of holes, I want the hole in my heart. That's why I do this. So like us, subscribe, comment, use the hashtag Poker in the Ears on Twitter so you can fill that hole in my heart and the hole in my heart again. That is all the time we've got for this week's show. I am Joe Stapleton for James Hardigan. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>